Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Happy 4th of July. We hope you enjoy this day with friends and loved ones. And I want to be the first one, since we've already hit the stroke of midnight, to say happy birthday to a great guy. His name is Tomacek, and Tomacek is part of the WABC family. He's the type of guy that would give you the shirt off his back, and today is also his birthday. And, buddy, I will be calling you a bit uh, later on today, but I want to say publicly, out front, Happy birthday to you, Tomacek. We hope that you make the best of this day. A programming note, I will be on at 7.20 a.m. this morning with our owner-operator, Mr. John Katsimatidis. And then I will be filling in for Brian Kilme, 10 a.m. until noon. My first guest at the top of 10 a.m. will be Pat Russo. He runs the... Uh, police, the cops and boxing program, but he's also, what he does for a living is working with food, with meat. And when it comes to the New York City Department of Education and federal court, a DOE official was convicted of corruption just the other day. And so I'm going to, he played a major role in this and we'll talk to him. That's at 10 a.m. this morning. We hope that you can join us. You know, I'm following the situation out of Philadelphia this morning. It, you know, it's, it's sad and tragic. Four people dead, uh, six people shot, uh, including two children. The shooting where the gunman wore a bulletproof vest happened at about 8.30 p.m. So we are, we are following that situation, uh, in, Philadelphia. Now, I, I want to start a little different this morning because I'm feeling I feel really, folks, that that we in this program, we're a family. And when one of us is hurting, all of us is is hurting. It is tough when you lose a beloved pet. Your folks already know a year later, I'm still not over losing my Maltese Dolce, right? And all my life, I have tried not to cry, given the the life that I have lived, and that I felt that if I started crying, I would never be able to stop. And yesterday, before I received this news that I'm about to tell you, I was looking at videos of my dog, Dolce, and crying. And to be frank with you, I, I shed a few tears Um just a short time ago for Sherry, who is a retired NYPD officer. She's part of our family. She listens to the show. And I was looking at emails from, from many of you uh, preparing for this program. And Sherry, I hope she doesn't mind. This is part of the email that she sent me, right? 
and this is regarding her cat. And she says, it seems that I will probably have to put my cat to sleep. Ultrasound showed masses in her liver and something in her intestines. She is filled with fluid in her abdomen and possibly heart, but she eats and drinks, can't really stand or walk or use litter box. I've been praying for a miracle that won't come. I've been crying for a week. She says her mom has been crying as well. Referring to the cat, she says, they break your heart. She says, I will get some tuna tonight for her and hold and cuddle her. I don't want her to suffer. It would be selfish of me to prolong the inevitable. She is such a sweet little girl. We love her so much. I know we will get another cat. Can't see us without an animal. Have to save another. That's the email that Sherry sent me. And here was my response. I'm going to get to the topics in, in just a minute, folks, for this morning's program. I said to Sherry just a short time ago, I am so sorry to receive this email. It is tough. Very tough. Hold her and cuddle her. Just know she knows how deeply you care for her. Tragically, it is now time for her to rest. God has called her home. To see your email and send you my reply absolutely breaks my heart. I have tears flowing down my face. I am so deeply sorry. That's what I said to Sherry just a short time ago. And Sherry sent me another uh, email. And again, she gave so many years of her life to protecting the people of New York City. And this is her beloved cat that is no longer with us now. Sherry said, thank you. I know you would understand. It was very tough today. I can't stop crying. I did hold her and kiss her. Told her how much she was loved and how sorry I was that the miracle didn't happen. I had Andrea Bocelli famous singer. He's a famous singer. Uh, she played time to say goodbye softly in the background. The vet and the staff felt so bad. Also, they knew how much I tried and how loved she was. I know she will send me another fur baby to save. And that's from Sherry. And I read that this morning, Sherry, because I want you to know that if one of us is in pain within this family, all of us are in pain. And we we wish you the best and we thank you. I know it's very tough right now having lost your cat. And, um, you know, you recently retired. You've given so much and given and given and given. And you just retire and you were forced to put your cat down. I know you were willing to spend any amount of money to save her life, but just know Sherry that your cat is in a better place this morning. And thank you for sharing Sherry. And um, I really do wish you the best. So let's get to the issues at hand this morning. Dylan Mulvaney, your 15 minutes are up. Podcaster Joe Rogan slams the transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney as quote-unquote mentally ill 
and an attention seeker, but he didn't use those words. After the transgender influencer spoke out on the Bud Light fiasco. So Bud Light, folks, sales are down 28% heading into this July 4th holiday after this fiasco. That's the only way you can call what has happened. And uh, Rogan's latest response came after Mulvaney posted a video to her 1.8 million Instagram followers stating she felt a, quote, loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And she says that Anheuser-Busch has done nothing to support her as she's been ruthlessly dragged through the mud, can you say drama, folks, in the months following the failed campaign. It's something Anheuser-Busch should have never got involved with this. That's the bottom line. And so now they keep trying attempt after attempt their product, which is no longer number one, Bud Light, and they have a new commercial. I'm going to let you hear it right now, and it's a commercial that features the Kansas City NFL chief star, Travis Kelsey, along with other men, right? So they're trying to get back to their core audience, and they're grunting as they open, crack open cans of Bud Light. Here is part of that ad. And so that's the ad with the uh, football star, but I don't even think that's going to work at this point, folks. We're going to let you hear what uh, Dylan Mulvaney has to say, as well as Joe Rogan in just a couple of minutes. So you knew this was coming already, already after the Supreme Court action last week, Harvard's admissions, right, is being challenged for favoring children of alumni, right? These are what we refer to as so-called legacy admissions, right? And so after the Supreme Court banned race-conscious affirmative action, activists filed a complaint stating legacy admissions help students who are overwhelmingly rich and white, claiming that legacy admissions help students who are overwhelmingly rich and white. I'm offended by this position. I'm really offended by it because it makes the assumption that African-Americans and other minorities have not made strides over the years where we, too, can qualify for legacy admissions, in which we have. And I know for a fact, right, that I want my grandkids, I've talked about this, to have a, a, a little bit of a leg up as it relates to a legacy admission up at Syracuse University, their renowned Newhouse School that makes some of the best television journalists in the world, right? So me, myself, I, I, you know, I had to apply and kick and scream, but um, eventually I was admitted to the Newhouse School, and then my daughter came along and she got accepted in her own right. Why should my kids, my grandkids, Why should they not have a little leg up in terms of legacy admission? 
I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. That's another story we're covering this morning. And the Big Apple, the Big Apple is launching a plan. I didn't know they had a name for, for these folks. They're called Porch Pirates. And they have stole an estimated 90,000 packages a day, right? So your Amazons and so on. The city is going to use a program. I'm about to tell you about it in a second. Uh, where I actually tried it out in Pennsylvania. It's the use of lockers. And I'll explain. And I think it's a great idea. I think it'll cut down on the, the, the stealing of 90,000 packages a day. And I've been telling you folks about this issue in terms of Youssef Salam, right? And uh, he's the young man who was one of the five teams exonerated in the Central Park Jaga rape case. And he won victory in the Democratic primary for Harlem's city council seat last week, defeating not just one, but two members of the state assembly. Salam won twice the number of votes as his nearest competitor, 73-year-old Assemblywoman Inez Dickens, who formerly held that council seat for 12 years and was endorsed by the United Federation of Teachers and New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And so Salam is sounding very much like a moderate, and you're going to hear it in just a little bit, but he is saying that he does not support defund the police. He wants to work with the police. You're going to hear it in just a second. He appeared on Channel 11, and he is supporting charter schools. So it's going to be very, very interesting. But let me come back to the very top here. So Joe Rogan, the uh, podcaster, once again took a shot at Dylan Mulvaney, calling the transgender influencer mentally ill mentally ill and an attention i'll leave the next word out after the social media star broke her silence about the bud light boycott right and so uh rapper ice cube appeared on his show thursday on rogan's show I want you first to listen because I am so sick of all this drama with Dylan Mulvaney and Rogan may be on to something when he says mental illness. Listen to what Dylan Mulvaney has had to say about this entire controversy. I I'm bringing it up because what transpired from that video was more bullying and transphobia than I could have ever imagined. And I should have made this video months ago, but I didn't. And I was scared and and I was scared of more backlash and, and I felt personally guilty for what transpired. So I patiently waited for things to get better, but surprise, they haven't really. And, and I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that it is much, much worse for other trans people. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all. 
Talk about drama. Talk about drama. Miss Mulvaney, this company has lost their number one status because of you. This company has lost billions in stock value because of you. And all you care about is you want them to stand up and and fight for you. That's all you care about in this entire process. It's all about you. You're confirming all of the worst things that that people think as it relates to a situation like this. Anyway, folks, this is what Joe Rogan said on his podcast Thursday with Ice Cube calling Mulvaney mentally ill. Then all of a sudden you have this mentally ill person who's just an attention whore and you make a big deal out of putting this person's 365 days of womanhood you put that on a bud light can and they freak the f out yeah and then kid rock shoots a bunch of them and then it's on once kid rock shoots your cans you got real problems and that is the situation for for uh, bud light they are in trouble in trouble folks because they shot themselves in the foot with with this campaign. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. So in a second, I'm going to let you hear Youssef Salam, who won the Democratic primary for the Harlem Council seat. This guy is sounding like a moderate. I've always known that he was smart. He's sounding like a moderate. A pro-police message. And he supports charter schools. And he's about to go uh, to the city council. Won the Democratic primary. Let's start. Let's start with the telephone calls. Let's begin with Pete on Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. First of all, happy birthday, America. And what you did in the beginning with that woman confident on losing her cat, I really salute you. You have a kind heart. I'm glad to call you my friend because that was wonderful. To lose an animal that you have to put down, you always have that doubt with would it would be okay tomorrow. But when the vets tell you that it's in the best interest that the animal is suffering, then it's time that we have to let go. And the way you spoke was so eloquent and beautiful and comforting. Even me, I've had tears in my eyes because I do take care of animals. I take care of feral cats. I got one that's 29 years old that lives in the street. It's amazing what these animals can do. You know, as long as you give them good food and water and take care of them, that's the best I could do. They're feral. I can't even touch them because they run from me, you know. And, right. But if they are sick, I call a friend of mine, they come and they trap them and they do the trap and re, you know, return. All the animals are fixed and, uh, and they're not multiplying any animals like Bob Barker says with his message out, you know, take care of the animals and don't make them overpopulation because overpopulation is what destroys animals and makes a big problem. So I want to thank you. Well, it's nothing really to thank me for. I, I, I remember the pain that I went through when I had to stand there because I had swore I had watched that movie Marley and me. And every time I watch it, it makes me cry with the, you know, when they have to put Marley down to sleep and so on. And I had swore that I would never, ever go through that myself. And, and I had to do exactly that. You know, there was no other hope. And, 
And I, I know how Sherry feels right now. And the bottom line is that she's a police officer that gave and gave and gave and gave to the city of New York. And right about now, she's at her lowest of low. Her, her mom, her family. Uh, because folks may say, well, Dominic, why, why are you making all this up about a dog or a cat? You won't understand, folks. Thank you for the call, Pete. You won't understand the love, the bond until you have a cat or a dog. So I'm blessed now to have my cat, Beyonce. And I'm convinced that Beyonce knows that, uh, that Dolce is no longer here with us. But it, it is, it is what it is, folks. Let's go to Morty in central New Jersey. Good morning, Morty. What's on your mind? Morning, Dom. Thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to, you know, piggyback off the last point. You know, I, I grew up with Bernie's Mountain Dogs and their average lifespan is about five to seven. And I just lost one about six months ago at seven. He was the oldest one we ever had. Now we have one who's six, his younger brother, and we just got another one who's five months old. And, you know, they're, you know, I like to say that with dogs, I mean, cats too, right? We're, we're just, um, you know, they're just a chapter in our lives, but to them, we are their whole lives, you know? Yes. So, yes. and, uh, number two, I just wanted to say that, that, that line that Rogan said, once kid rocks, shoots a bunch of cans, it's on. I, I could not stop laughing. I just, I, I wanted to give my support to Sherry and that was beautiful what you did and read and everything and just, you know, show my support for the show and you Dom. So good talking to you. Thanks for taking Thank my call. You. And we hope you have a uh, great 4th of July as well as the, uh, the, uh, the first caller, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 W A B C. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we see all of your calls, Joe and Jericho, our friend Gracie in Rockland County, David in Los Angeles, Norman in Brooklyn, Alan Yonkers, a lot to get to. Plus I'm going to let you hear. Youssef Salam's own words, he is a supporter of the police, right? One of the Central Park Exonerated Five, and this young man backs charter schools. I am telling you folks, right, no matter what you may think of him, if he continues along this polished path, the future for him in politics is very, very bright. We will be right back. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, beautiful, far heroes proved in liberating strife. Who more than self?
July. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So, Yusef Salam, the young man, one of the five exonerated Central Park Five, he recently won the city council Democratic primary for Harlem's council seat, right? He didn't just win. He destroyed the competition. Inez Dickens, 73 years old, sitting assemblywoman. He beat two assembly members, and he had double the amount of votes that she had. That's despite the fact that Mayor Adams and the establishment endorsed Inez Dickens. And now this young man is starting to say all the right things. Yusef Salam. He appeared on on Thursday on uh, PIX Channel 11. And he's supporting the police and he backs charter schools. So one, I want you to listen to this, folks. He says that Harlem has spoken. Harlem has spoken. And the best thing about it is that, you know, we've we've been looking at really divestment in our community for so long. The fact that we needed services that have saluted us, you know, um, as I walked around my community, you could hear you could hear the wants from people. You could tell that people were in pain. You could tell that this was something different. The fact that I came out of um, a private side of life, you know, after having been found innocent of these crimes that I didn't commit. And now I'm back using my platform to do something really important, which is help our people. Now, here's what I want you to keep in mind. The city council, as we speak, they're moving to throw a full paper trail at the NYPD with the NYPD. If they don't already have enough paperwork to do, it's going to be a million times worse. That's what the council is about to do. And here you have this young man, right? And he's coming in before he even takes office. I want you to listen to this next soundbite. He is supporting the NYPD and he wants he wants to work with the NYPD. This is what he said again on WPIX television channel 11 yeah well given your past experience with the nypd as many know you're one of the exonerated five um some people may be a little bit surprised to learn that you support law enforcement so right now there is a new interim nypd commissioner so what steps are you planning to take to to improve community policing Uh, what will be your relationship with the police department I've always said we need righteous actors at all levels of government. The great thing about it is that I've met so many great police officers and I had a really, really interesting story. Some years back, I met a young lady who was about 13, told me that she wanted to become a cop, that she was a cadet. And she asked me, what advice can I give her? And I told her about my travels, that all throughout the United States, we see on the side of cop cars, the words to serve and protect. That in New York City, they go a step above and beyond and add the words courtesy professionalism and respect. And by the time we finished, I said, you know, if you can be the kind of officer that is a guardian for society, that is there to serve and protect, you are the type of officer that we need. Mm. Police officers are supposed to be here to keep us safe. And the fact that we have righteous actors in that office is a really, really beautiful thing. The unfortunate part is that we keep getting the light shined on the unrighteous actors. So we're talking about smarter policing as opposed to over-policing. We're talking about utilizing the best of our services for all of us and not just some of us. And the beautiful thing about it is that as a person who's been run over by the spike wheels of justice, who looks at this really from the inside out as opposed to the outside in, I really have a different perspective, a more unique perspective of what we really need. And here's the bottom line, folks. Coming in, he's more articulate than 90% of the current 
city council members of New York who are much older than he is. Let's continue with your telephone calls. We're taking your calls this morning on a number of topics. Dylan Mulvaney, your 15 minutes are up. Take the drama. You've already divided America enough. It's time to go. Exit left. Get the hook. You're done. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. And I hope you come to the uh, hot dog eating contest at Nathan's tomorrow. It's going to or today. It's going to be should be a disgusting and but a patriotic event. Okay, so 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 wait. So I, it sounds like you go. Why why do you go? I I mean I could care less about well, something I actually, like that. Actually, this is the first time I've decided to actually go. Usually I just watch it on TV. Um, it's just uh, it's just. Uh, it's something fun to do, and uh, it's uh, going to be a fairly nice day tomorrow after this rain should be going away. And uh, it should be a fun thing to do. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a worldwide event. I mean, we used to, they had Kobayashi, the Japanese guy. He's not going to be there. So I think all the great competitors are going to come out of the USA. Uh, hopefully... Uh, he will suck down more than his record of 73 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Uh, just an, an amazing thing that some human being could actually put their body through that, uh, eat 73 hot dogs in 10 minutes. It's almost, uh, it's almost a superhuman feat. Mm. 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 So what's on your mind this morning, Norman? What's on my mind? Uh, Yusuf Salam. Look, I, I, I believe him, uh, but, I, you know, I believe him. I like what I'm hearing from him. But uh, unfortunately, the party that he's a member of, uh, the party that he's a member of, unfortunately, I, I don't have much use for any Democrats other than uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Bob Holden in Queens. So that's uh, there's not too many Democrats that I trust. Um, we shall see. We shall see. I mean, I, I I like what he's saying. I like that he's willing to go up against that crazy woke council that wants to make if you talk to a cop, <laughs> they they got they got to fill out a form. If you talk to the cop, uh, excuse me, officer, I got to put I got to fill out a form. So you know, I I I like that he's against that. He seems uh, virtuous, um, but we shall see. I don't I don't have much trust in this Democratic Party. If he comes out against Biden, then oh man, I maybe I'll support him. I mean, I you know, uh, yeah, well, he, he I, can't uh, do that. I, that I, would be career suicide. But 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 I hear you, Norman. I thank you for the call. Let's go to Russ in White welcome. Plains. Good morning, Russ. On this Fourth of July, what's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Uh, I'm watching Yusuf Salam. I'm liking him more and more. He uh, a local reporter asked him about Trump's ad in the New York Times, and he didn't take the bait. He said there are a lot of people who were involved in this miscarriage of justice. And uh, uh, people who have this sexual fetish about Trump, they seem to feel like Trump is omniscient, that he should have known that Yusuf Salam and the others were innocent, even though all the rest of us thought they were guilty. And I think that Salam points to this uh, cop reporter named O'Brien. You probably remember him. He punched a police horse in the face. He was caught drunk driving. He was assigned to the case of the actual rapist in Central Park that You're night. You're referring to Bob O'Brien. He was a good friend of mine, but go ahead. Well, I, you know, I don't like to criticize people, but he had a checkered history. And I looked at this. He was assigned to the actual rapist in the Central Park uh, that uh, d during that time, the guy who actually did it, 
And he didn't want to ruin the other cops case by pointing out that they had these similarities and he let it go through. And uh, he then he's been, he's dead now. Right. And he went he through all deceased. these. Yeah, he went through all these problems. And I wonder if it wasn't because he felt some guilt. And one thing about you, I, 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 I don't think that has anything to do with it. Bob was a good guy. He moved to Oregon, retired like many of us journalists do when we're done. We want to get away from the spotlight. And, you know, and, and, and he passed away. I don't think the Central Park case had anything to do with this. But go ahead, Russ. Okay. The one last thing I'll say, though, is, you know, I like Yusuf Slam. I do wonder at what he's going to respond if someone asks him, Mr. Sal- uh, Mr. Salam, were you carrying a pipe in the park that night in 1989? Thanks a lot. Right. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you. Thank you uh, for that call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe and Jericho. Joe, I got to tell you up front, I can't let you go on and on and on. We have a lot of calls. Go right ahead. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. I'll be quick. First of all, Buon Compliano, America, the best country in the world. Dominic God rest the soul of the four people murdered and the four wounded over in our countries where our country began in Philadelphia. And also the five-year-old girl shot in the Bronx over the weekend, 12-year-old kid. Another city and state run into the ground by liberal Democrat prostitutes. Now the bottom line is adopt an American veteran. Bring him, her, them to a beach party, alfresco dining tomorrow. Make every day American Memorial Day, every day American Veterans Day. If they're infirm, go to the VA hospital, the VA nursing home. Bring them gift cards. Bring them changes of clothes. Toiletries. Listen to their stories. They make a difference for the better. I'm proud of every one of my brother and sister American veterans. $13 billion to house um, illegal invaders in New York City in the next 13 months, yet there still is not a city-run retirement home for American veterans. Okay, I I got it. I got it, Joe. I got it. I got it. You say the same thing every time. And I I agree with you, but I got it. And by the way, that's another thing that uh, Youssef Salam spoke out about. Thank you for the call, Joe, in which he's uh, on the issue of housing. I'll be dealing with this issue again tomorrow between 10 a.m. and noon uh, playing different parts of the interview he did with WPIX and he's raising serious questions over why all this money is being spent on migrants when they are housing, major housing issues uh, that exist for American citizens. Gracie, Rockland County, happy 4th of July, Gracie. Happy 4th of July, Dominic, listen, I listened to you this morning. You were wonderful. You kept your cool. Um, I'm so happy the crime is down, but we won't go into that. I called up about the legacy. I feel legacy could be used only if it's one check. What I'm getting at is my son went to Harvard. He met his wife in Harvard. They're married and they have a kid who's in Harvard. She finished two years, but she's, she's smart, not because she's my grandchild, but she's on the track team. So, oh, so, so, so wait, 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 this is a real case scenario you're describing. Okay. So I, I, I'm for it, but I don't think they should let dummies in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know I, I mean? you know, I, I should have, I should have clarified that Gracie, obviously you've got to meet the academic cre- uh, credentials in order to, in, in my opinion, in order to qualify for legacy admissions. But I, I, I don't have a problem with it. And I really resent people stating that that it mostly benefits uh, white people and the rich when, you know, you, you, you have a, a, a quiet 
I'm not going to say majority, but but a large amount of middle class blacks and Latinos and Asians that have done well, have gone to college and they should have legacy admissions as well. We just can't broad brush and say it only benefits white people. That's ridiculous. Like years ago, Hunter College, the city system of New York, that was a prize system. I went to Hunter and my husband went to Harvard. And I, we, I'm a child of an immigrant. I was lucky that I was able to go there. You know what I mean? But I you, have to, you have to be smart. Like, Dominic, when you went, did you really buckle down at Cortland, right? Did you find well, it yes, hard? Yes, yes. Cortland wasn't, wasn't that hard. Uh, it was just a matter of discipline, learning what was required of me. It was hard when I got to Syracuse because the whole attitude And it wasn't a racial attitude, even though there were no black graduate students. The attitude was that was that you don't belong here. You're not one of the best of the best of the best. And my approach was, oh, you've got it twisted. I'm going to show you that I'm one of the best of the best of the best. And so that's what my experience was. But I I really feel, Gracie, and thank you for the call, that since I went to Syracuse, the Newhouse School, my daughter went to Syracuse, the Newhouse School, my grandkids should have a little bit of a leg up as it relates to if they decide uh, to go on in journalism uh, and go to the world-renowned Newhouse School of Syracuse University. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Well, I called about the Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, you really summed it up great when you said his 15 minutes is up next. Um, so now let me move on to the next topic. You're talking about the Yusuf Salam guy, which you say he'd be a good mayoral candidate. Um, and I don't uh, know. No, 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 no. I said down the road if they continue to groom him. Those are two big ifs. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I want to just ask you this about it because he sounded good. You played the clip, and that's all I know, and he sounds good and thoughtful. Let me ask you this. Do you think he has what it takes to be mayor of New York City? Because, boy, they just come at you hard from all directions. You have to have energy. It's a, You know what I mean? It's like it's one thing to be a philosopher and be able to talk good. It's another thing to be able to, you know, whip the city around your finger. I'm just curious as your thoughts. I'm not I'm not making well, any inferences. I'm asking. Okay, no no problem with that. Um see you have to keep in in mind my unique perspective. So years before Bill de Blasio ran for office, uh, again he pulls me aside privately and he says I'm going to be mayor. And I almost laughed in his face, but he turned out to be correct. He ended up being mayor. Eric Adams did the same thing years ago, 25, 30 years ago, pulls me aside right after we were live on television. He goes, Dominic, I'm going to be the mayor of this city. And I was like, okay, maybe possibly we'll see what happens. But so the, the consultants have to get them young. So like how Mr. Salam is, and they have to take the, the same way they got Obama. And you have to take all the right positions. You have to avoid all the pitfalls. You have to do everything perfectly. It's a process, David, that takes years. And so what all I'm stating is that in the process of seeing Bill de Blasio, in the process of seeing Eric Adams, if they groom this young man properly, because he's going to have enemies, if he's supporting the police, which is a great thing. If he's championing charter schools, he's going to have enemies in the city council. 
There are going to be people that are going to look to set him up. And so how is he going to handle all of that? It's going to be very, very interesting. Before I take a break for the uh, Chronicles of Dominic Carter, William in Manhattan, it says here on my screen, Yusuf Salam is no good. That's what it says, William. Uh, is that how you feel? That he, tur- he turned a defecation pie into a, a sweet potato pie. Okay, so wait, so what it says here in my screen is not accurate? I'm trying to understand where you're coming from. Well, what I mean by that is a bad situation, which was he got himself out of. You you mean he turned a negative into a positive. So so this summation is not correct. That's what you're telling me. Uh, uh, Yes, he turned a defecation pie into into something like a sweet potato. Bad, like you you make lemons out of lemonade, you know, that's sour. But at the same time, I've worked on a canvas with various people. This is the comedian. I don't work with Chappelle. I don't work with Mike Epps. I don't work with uh, Tracy Morgan. And it's like a lottery ticket, lottery balls. This, uh, you never know who's going to blow next. You just have to wait and stay in a positive um, position, like what you said. You know, I've been in it for years, but I'm a lot greater than I was before. Hello? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I hear you, William, and and I do thank you for the call. I, I do want to see you perform as we discussed the uh, the last time. But but you're right. It's a wait and see approach with politics. Folks, I've got to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, our owner operator John Katsimatidis, appeared on the Fox Business Channel. We're gonna let you hear a little bit of what he had to say, and then we're gonna go right back to your telephone calls to Central New Jersey, Suffolk County, Yonkers, and Queens. We'll be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Folks, do you ever stop and happy 4th of July? Do you ever stop and think about the fact of how hard it is to run a business these days. Story came out, 150 Walgreens are shutting down across the country. Most of them, I think it's 300 and 150 uh, in the New York area. But a large amount of stores are shutting down. So the owner-operator of this radio station, John Katsimatidis, he appeared on the Fox Business Channel this on Thursday discussing how tough it is to run a business and the prices at the grocery stores where he says they're not going anywhere. So he discussed that as well as oil. Here's what he had to say. Joining us now is Gristidis chairman and CEO John Katsimatidis. John, great to see you. Thanks for being here. First of all, we've got to say salaries of working Americans are still behind inflation. So they're still underwater as far as inflation is concerned. But some things do seem to be coming down. I notice that chicken prices are coming down. What else is coming down at the grocery store? Nothing much. Uh, there's, there's a challenge of what's going on right now. The, again, I hate to go back to the you know, basics, oil prices, they're down. And it, it, food prices should go down. And they will go down if we have stability. But there's, there's a whole mix-up going on. Food prices right now overall are at the highest level ever. And food executives are very, very nervous about lowering them. Hmm. Their interest rates are up. Their interest rates hmm. are up. 
the the fuel prices are down, but the interest rates are up. You mentioned- but look what happened today. Saudi Arabia and Russia are having another go at it about raising the prices of oil. John Katsimatidis, the owner-operator of WABC, as well as Margot Katsimatidis, Mr. Katsimatidis, appearing on the Fox Business Channel. And again, folks, I will be on with Mr. Katsimatidis at 7.20 this morning, and then I'll be back on from 10 until noon in for Brian Kilmeade. Let's go back to the telephone calls, 800-848-WABC. Coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, 800-848-9222. Robert in Suffolk County. Good morning, Robert. Happy 4th of July. Hi, Dominic. I have to euthanize a cat, too. Oh, boy. I saved her, I saved her as a kitten in 2017 with her two siblings. They were born outside here. So, uh, it's a uh, vaccine injury. Uh, they get a skin sarcoma sometimes. Um, people have turned me on to this, um, telling me that this could happen. I stopped vaccinating my cats because of that. After they were spayed and neutered, they get the initial vaccination. That's it. No more. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. uh Months later, she started getting a tumor growing on her hip where she was vaccinated numerous times over the years. So I know what it's like, and uh, I'm really sorry for uh, Sherry. uh, But people like me who save the animals, whether they're abandoned pets or they're ferals, and take them in and care for them and give them love that God will send her another one. Yes, Robert. Thank you. Thank you for that for that heartfelt uh, comment. Thank you very much, Suffolk County. I'm going to take one more call, and then we're going to get back to your calls, folks. Frank Morano is about to join me. Let's go to Stuart in Queens. Good morning, Stuart. What's on your mind on this Fourth of July? Hey, Dom. I'm on the website for Harlem for Yusuf Yusuf Salam's website under Justice and Safety. I'm looking at his policies here. They are exactly the same as Tiffany Caban, AOC. I'll read them to you. No, no, I know. I don't have time for you to read them to me. I I, I can only go by what the young man is saying. I mean, you can summarize it quickly. I don't have time for you to stand here reading something to me. I'll summarize it. He wants to end systemic failures of over-policing. He wants to end mass incarceration. He wants the Clean Slate Act to be legislation so you cannot look for so for landlords okay but that's not the same position as tiffany caban see you're summarizing you're giving your opinion and your opinion what what he's stating is based on what you just said to me those are if you will common uh democratic talking points but at least he says he wants to have a relationship with the nypd and they need it that's not something that tiffany caban says is it hardcore marxist Hardcore Marxist. I'm looking at the website here. He's, he wants- he, he, he's no, that I think that's the way you want him to be. But and who knows what's going to happen? You know, I have no skin in the game, but he's saying the right things. You're not willing to give him credit for that website. He's anti-police. Okay, can you answer he's my hard- question, please? He's saying the right things. So you're telling me you're not willing to give him credit for that. Uh, I'm telling you, he's saying one thing to the public and something else on his website. 
Okay. So see, so you're someone he's never going to be able to convince. So, you know, I, I thank you for the call. I understand he'll never convince you. We move on. We keep going. I'm joined by Frank. We're going to get some more of your telephone calls, but I'm joined by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, sir. Coming Hello, up Dominic. Uh, it's still a shame you can't get any work, isn't it? <laughs> How are you, my friend? Good. I'm uh, worried about you. I hope you're uh, scheduling time to sleep. You're sounding great. I uh, heard well, a bit of you, you and Anthony Weiner yesterday, and then uh, I go to bed uh, listening to you. I wake up. I'm listening to you. There you are. <laughs> What do you have coming up in just a few minutes? Well, we have a a lot of interesting 4th of July and Independence Day related material. We're going to talk with a woman who's the founder of a charity that connects rescue dogs with military servicemen. I'm very much looking forward to uh, talking with, with her. Colonel Eric Buer, who was a retired Marine colonel, he is a retired Marine colonel, has just written this fascinating new book in detail about the war in Iraq called Ghosts of Baghdad. We're going to get into that. We're going to go live to Scotland and check in with a gentleman who has been trying to find the Loch Ness Monster for over 30 years. And spoiler alert, he has not yet found him. And uh, we're also going to uh, look at this new poll, which shows that the percentage of people who say they are extremely proud to be an American has diminished and we're going to talk about why that's the case and what can be done about it well that's coming up just frank just do me a favor please don't keep me up too too long Uh, tonight something tells me you're not gonna have any trouble getting to sleep today (laughs) together my friend let's go to some of these telephone calls let's go to now now you know what frank you and i both have been skeptical of yusef salam you've articulated it so have i but he's starting to say some of the right things. I don't know what's going to happen. But together, let's see what Mike has to say. And then, Frank, I'll have you mm-hmm. respond first. Mike in New Jersey, go right ahead. Hey, Dominic, how are you? Uh, all I have to say is he, he, we need to give him a chance. That said, he needs a lot of help. And he, he definitely sounds like he's pre- pretty positive. And let's give him a chance. Maybe the first thing on his agenda is put some some of these juveniles in prison where they belong because they're wrecking havoc on every one of our cities. I, I agree with you on that, Mike. All you have to do is look at the situation. We don't know much about the shooter this morning yet in Philadelphia, but the, the person had on a bulletproof vest. You have four dead, a number injured. It, it's absolutely insane. Frank, What what, what should, do you think it's possible that Yusef Salam may be headed in the right direction or you're, you remain skeptical? I, I remain skeptical, but I think Mike's attitude is incredibly refreshing. I mean, you were, we're all accustomed to he- hearing so many cynical New Yorkers that believe the worst things about everybody and always ascribe the worst motive to them. And I was a big supporter, as as you know, of Inez Dickens in this race. And mm-hmm. I was hoping that uh, that she would win. And I'm troubled not just by the, uh, the kind of campaign in terms of issues Yusef Salam waged, but the kind of associations that he maintains, people with people like uh, Imam Siraj Wahaj, Louis Farrakhan. That being said, my attitude with uh, my attitude with Yusef Salam is going to be the same as it is with every public official. Is I am going to root for him to succeed, try to do whatever I can as a New Yorker to give him the tools to uh, to succeed. And uh, as as whenever he gets something right, in my opinion, I'm going to loudly praise him. And whenever he gets something wrong, I'm going to loudly decry him, just as I would for anybody else. So I uh, I am not particularly optimistic, but I am hopeful. Okay, so Mike, are you still with us? 
Okay, so you just heard what what Frank had to say, and I think that's a fair assessment, the way that many of us feel about Mr. Salam. Your reaction? I feel the same way. Let's give him a chance. Here's a man who spent a little time in prison. He knows both sides of everything, and and you're you're hearing it from a person that knows himself that 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 man may do some changes in that city, like you said earlier, that half the people in New York may not like. Right. Well, Mike, we, we appreciate your call. Thank you. Hey, Frank, where do you stand? I've already said that I don't see anything wrong with legacy uh, admissions. I'm going to go to Morty in Central Jersey, but where do you stand on the issue? I uh, disagree with you. I, okay. I, I'm not in favor of either affirmative action or legacy admissions. I think that uh, everybody should be judged on their own academic merit, their own um, their own extracurricular activities, whatever story they have. I don't think somebody should get a leg up because they happen to be a certain race or because their grandfather was the, the founder of a college. Now, maybe that's just naivete on my part, but I uh, I don't like it, honestly. Okay, let's see what Morty in Central Jersey has to say. Good morning, Morty. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning, Frank and Dominic. Back like I never left. Um, I'll make it quick. So I had been going to school out of state in New Jersey, out of state in South Carolina for two and a half years. And um, when I got my life together, I got my license in real estate. And I moved back to, I wanted to transfer back to New Jersey. Now the school that I went to, I won't name it because the people that I'm going to mention are still there. And I don't want to compromise anything. But when I applied, the Dean of admissions declined me because of my grades. Um, I went to a party school, but I had some other personal issues going on. My dad's health was declining. And he was also, a prof- he is a professor at the school as well. Um, and he also graduated there as well too. So the Dean of admissions denied me. I had to make a couple calls to, um, a friend of mine who is the dean of the business school, and then I get an email from the dean of admissions saying, um, you know, hey, uh, against my judgment and against my opinion, I've been told to let you in, but with the caveat, if you don't maintain a high GPA, or you're out. So anyway, I took that as a challenge, and kind of like what you said, Dominic, you got to twist it. I'm going to show you that I'm the best, and um, that's exactly what I did. I ended up helping the professor with some classes, and I graduated with a 3.9. And I kind of emailed that uh, dean of admissions afterwards, kind of with, uh, you know, look a, at that. my diploma and, that. Um, you know, me holding that. up a little bird to him. Th- thank you for the call, Frank. You have the final say before I turn it over to you. That's a great story. I'm glad I heard it. Fantastic. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight is coming up right now on this 4th of July. Enjoy it. Enjoy the time with your loved ones and your friends and family. Have a great day, folks.